0: Hello, everybody. Thank you, wow. We're engaged, this is great. Um, welcome to uh, this session where I get the honor of talking to you about the investments that AWS has been making in the area of customer engagement. Uh, specifically, I'm gonna focus on areas of um, pinpoint and simple email service. Some of you may not know those services, so I'm gonna talk you through that. And um, It's a really great story. We've had a lot of growth. We've got some great customer stories, and one of those customers is actually here today. I'm very excited that uh, Gotham and James are going to be getting up on stage and joining me uh, in about, uh, I don't know, 16 slides time or something, depending upon how I'm going. And um, they're going to talk about how they've benefited from Pinpoint within their business and to engage their customers. So my hope is that at the end of this session, you will have learned about what AWS is doing to help you build stronger, more profitable, revenue generating relationships with your customers. So the, the first question to really, or the main question to really ask yourselves here is, um, how do we handle all of the complexities involved nowadays with building a relationship with customers? In the digital age, uh, in the age of data sovereignty, in the age of uh, increasing compliance, Uh, in the age of being able to suddenly spike up because your company is doing a big deal on Black Friday and being able to handle that kind of scale. Um, How are you going to handle all of this while still doing, frankly, your day job of how do I build better systems to better engage our customers and grow the business? Um, Just out of interest, how many people here today are already involved in customer engagement systems, emailing, analytics, anything like that? Okay, that's a good good mix. Hang on, keep the hands up a sec. Now, hands down if you're not worried about any of the things that are up here on the uh, board. Right, okay, so this is relevant to just about all of you in the room. And um, what I'm gonna do is talk about how we at Amazon have learned to deal with this ourselves and how we then bring that to you. Um, and I like to call it customer obsession, which is one of our leadership principles as a service. And the services I'm going to talk to you about, first of all, is Pinpoint, which is our uh, marketing targeted tool that enables you to build user information, track it, segment on it, and so forth. I'm going to be coming back to that in a a minute, uh, give a a few more details. But when we talk about customer engagement, it's got to be about talking to the right customers at the right time with the right message. And Pinpoint can really help you a lot there. Simple email service is one of our older services, but we've seen huge growth in this. Uh, The email market continues to be a significant growth market and significant uh, channel for helping build businesses. And uh, we've got a lot of interesting stuff to talk about there that goes beyond just how to run an email server itself. Thirdly, the newest addition to the customer engagement portfolio is Connect. Uh, Any of you that saw uh, Andy Jassy's keynote yesterday will have heard about Contact Lens, which is a new extension to Connect. Uh, It's a really interesting solution that enables you to, it's basically a call center in the cloud. Uh, Anybody with a computer, with um, a headset, if you like, um, can become a customer agent for you. Everything is hosted in the cloud. Everything um, is tied into our machine learning services, Lex um, for uh, also speech generation, uh, and also transcribe for then uh, bring together an analysis of that call later on. And also Connect has just uh, launched chat as well. So that's going as a, an omni-channel customer engagement uh, story for inbound uh, customer support. So that's part of the story there, and there's a lot of interesting ties together, you can imagine, when you have something like Pinpoint with all of the outgoing data informa- uh, customer information, and then Connect with all of the inbound customer support uh, uh, information. Tying those two together gives you a lot better opportunity to talk to your customers in whatever situation in a more knowledgeable and engaging way Um, to, for example, somebody who's unhappy and called in to understand what have they been most interested in recently? What have they been using? How can I help uh, strengthen that relationship and not cause uh, one single problem to sour relationship? And what I'm also gonna talk about is, uh, towards the end, is about the thematic investments that we've observed and we're making. Uh, This is just to kind of give you a taste at the year ahead, uh, where we're gonna be um, spending more of our development cycles um, based upon things we're hearing um, and where we see market trends. And then Gotham and James are gonna talk about how they're actually putting some of this into practice, just as many of you are. So it turns out Amazon has been in the engagement business for a long time. Um, Amazon itself has been in, uh, Amazon.com has been around for 20 years or so. Uh, We have grown significantly. I think most of you would know this. AWS runs a bunch of the services that Amazon uses. Um, And in the case of uh, our engagement services, Pinpoint and SES, we're currently delivering over 20 billion messages a day on behalf of both Amazon and many, many thousands of other customers who use our services. Um, This includes all types of messages and I'll get into different channels in a minute. But if you can imagine being able to scale and handle those kind of volumes on behalf of all of our customers, whether that be Amazon.com, Netflix, or anybody else, certainly some of you in this room, um, that's something we spend a lot of time thinking about along with all of those complexities such as compliance and so forth Uh, that I mentioned a little earlier. So scale is very important to us and making sure that we can scale on your behalf is equally important. Availability is also something we spend a lot of time thinking about. We doubled the number of regions we were in this year and we're gonna be launching a significant number of new regions next year. Uh, This enables us a couple of key things. One is lower latencies. So we've got you and your engagement story closer to where your customers are. And it also enables us to meet data sovereignty requirements, compliance requirements, and so forth, again, on your behalf. And actually one other comment on regions, which is we prioritize regions based upon customer demand. So if you need a specific region, possibly you already have a large level of AWS infrastructure that you're running in, let's say, Australia. We just launched Sydney, so that's a great story. India, we're there as well, but if you need a region that is an AWS region that we're not currently in, please come and see us. Please talk to us about your needs because that's how we prioritize just about every investment we make. It's all based upon customer uh, customer feedback. So I'm gonna talk about Amazon Pinpoint, go a little more depth on this. As I said, it's our marketing targeted product that enables you to gather user information, target those users in different ways, and uh, reach out to them across multiple channels, as well as then gathering more and creating this flywheel of information because the more you know about the customer, the better you can engage them and the happier they'll be. The example here is just to show you that we have rich charting capabilities as well as all AWS services. We have a rich API there for you if you need to integrate it into existing services or infrastructure that you've already got, investments you've already made. Um, We'd like to think that we've offered a very compelling service overall here, but also a number of the pieces here, such as each of the channels, SMS, push, email, and so on, as well as things like the targeting and the segmentation and the campaigns and other things that I'm gonna go into are all available as individual groups of APIs. So should you choose to already uh, use an investment you have, let's say in a CRM that can do segmentation, you can actually do your segmentation there and then pull that segment in and have Pinpoint then target that, track it, build the analytics and feed that back, maybe into our own system, or export into, uh, some, into another existing service. So these building blocks, as far as I'm concerned, really come down into five areas I'm gonna talk about. The first is around user management. Now user management is about knowing as much as you can about your customers and increasing that knowledge over time based upon their interactions with you. And that interaction source could be an email you sent them, Did they open it? Did it bounce? Did they click any of the links in it? How long did it take them to open the email? Um, Another thing could be on your website. You can actually feed, uh, you can use our Amplify SDK for both web and mobile to enable you to feed analytics back into uh, Pinpoint so that you can uh, gain more and more information about the customer of when they opened the app, what did they do within the app, what did they do on your website. All of these things build up to actually help you build a a fuller picture of who the customer is. And then going on to audience management, segment that user base based on a very rich querying ability. Um, you can build um, multiple segments. You can also import segments, as I already mentioned. And the way that you do that is to query the attributes. There are standard attributes and there are custom attributes where anything specific to your business, your application, you can have those in there. And as I said, this could be website, this could be a mobile app, This could be emails, this could be text messages, anything. Any interaction you have with a customer, you can feed into here. We have a standard event ingestion API. So even if you had maybe another existing customer support um, implementation or service, you could even feed data in from there, Um, Omniture, any of those kind of analytic sources can be fed in here. And then once you've created that segment Uh, For example, um, you've used machine learning, which I'll get onto more in a minute, to also generate a segment of users who are most likely to churn uh, within the next two weeks. You wanna do an outreach, you wanna offer them a deal to come back to the app, to use the app, and so forth. Uh, You now want to target them. You can do that based upon templates that you can either build yourself with, uh, we have the simple HTML editor actually in Pinpoint, or you can import templates. And then what you've done there is you've got all of your user information, with a very simple um, um, uh, user-focused uh, um, uh, dashboard, you're able to generate segments, and then you can target those segments with messages that you've pre-canned, pre uh, preset with rich HTML format across any different channel, email, um, text message, push, and so on. The channels is those different channels that I just mentioned. An important thing to notice here is that if you have used the Amplifier SDK on a mobile app and you send a push notification, you can then do richer attribution of things like, what did this push notification lead to? Did it lead to the app being opened because the push notification arrived? Did anybody do anything with the app? Did they go and buy something within the first 10 minutes or so? So I can start attributing push notifications directly to user activity. And the same is true obviously through link tracking, click tracking and so forth through emails or any other uh, channel we support. And one other thing just to add here, um, we have a pretty cool extension story. Um, How many here know what Lambda is? Okay, it's a pretty good range. Okay, so imagine that you've created your segment, you've created your campaign, and now you want to fire it off. Well, normally that would go off to uh, our email servers to send the emails, or to our text messaging servers to send text messages. But what you can do is you can actually specify a Lambda Uh, function as the thing to be instantiated instead of that last step of sending an email. So that Lambda method, that Lambda function is then instantiated and run for every single person or every single endpoint that was being targeted. So if you have a custom communication service, um, let's say uh, Slack channel or something like this, you can actually call those APIs so that that campaign can target directly to that private channel that you have. Um, depending how much you want to get into it, you can write any lambda you want, you could have it target anything you want. Um, somebody actually suggested there are actually APIs out there to send faxes. So you could actually, uh, if you wanted to, send campaigns to uh, fax, but I'll, I'll leave that to you and whatever GitHub post you want to make. Uh, finally, I've talked a bit about analytics. There's a very rich story that we've built around this. and the very cool thing about this, as I said, is there's so many sources of information that can feed into this analytics. And those the data points that come in, the events, the, um, the activities, whether it's web, mobile, or messaging, can all then do two key things. One is drive richer, better targeted segments for your next campaign. And the second thing is they can be fed into whatever machine learning models that you're building to help make better predictions around different things you want to identify. And i get into machine learning a little later, but that's a really interesting key investment that we're making that really makes this not just a rich set of services to offer to you for integration into however you want to engage your customers, but also turns what can sometimes, if we're honest, be somewhat of an academic exercise of tuning models, putting a lot of data in and then bridging that gap to actually driving business growth and business value from the investment that you've made in those models. We've seen this a number of times where companies will have funded a bunch of data scientists and they'll have been tuning these models for a couple of years and then you ask how they're then active, you know, actively using this and proving it out and they still have this, this uh, lack of a bridge to their marketing systems or their outreach systems. And by putting this all together It really does democratize machine learning into such a way that once the model is presented, you can drive your campaigns, you can learn from it, you can gain better insights through the events, and you can rerun the models, and you can keep tuning. And on the targeting side, I'm saying introducing because I'm pretty sure most of you don't know about this because it only came out a week or so ago. So I'm gonna cheat a little bit and say introducing even though it's got kind of a a two week old date on it. Journeys is a new, richer way of building a workflow around engagement campaigns. You can do exactly the same thing as everything I've talked about already with um, building a a segment and having it executed. But instead of a one-time send with a campaign where you're gonna then monitor that campaign for a while, for this, you can build a whole workflow for a customer. And it's built with a very simple-to-use, rich drag-and-drop style layout. So we've invested quite a bit Uh, maybe more than you'd see on the average AWS console, because we truly believe this is something that isn't just targeted developers. This is targeted to data scientists, it's targeted to marketers, and so on. So as you can see here, um, in fact, this actually relates to, um, I'm going to show you a QR code later. Um, All of you, if you can take that picture or um, or message us, if you can text us, um, we'll actually add you just for two messages, I promise we will delete everything afterwards, but we will send you messages about joining us for the Reinvent happy hour. And the way that we're driving that engagement is, as you can see here, um, Zach here uh, in the audience and Brent actually set this up as a a journey here. So it's a way to actually, you know, send the first message. What was the reaction? Did the reaction happen? the, The reaction we wanted happened? If it didn't, do you want to send this follow-up? How much time are you allowing between steps and so forth? So it's a very rich and easy way to set things up um, over, uh, over user, uh, building a longer-term relationship with a customer. You can think about any time. Um, who has gotten Alexa uh, Echo device? Okay, good. Um, when you bought it, you then got an email, didn't you? Welcome to Alexa. Here's some great skills you should know about. A week later, you got another email. Are you enjoying it? Here's some other skills. We see you like this. You should try this. That's a journey. And um, thankfully, um, we've, we're able to kind of stand on the shoulders of giants here because Amazon itself has learned a lot about doing this successfully, building a trust relationship with the customer, not mailing you when you didn't want to be mailed, but mailing you things that we believe you'll be interested in. Um, you can think of it most easily as people who bought this also bought this. Um, I can't tell you the number of times I've ended up joining the ranks and also buying that when I first bought that. Um, They've done a pretty good job. And we've been able to benefit from a lot of those learnings, whether it's on the ML side or features like this of understanding how you can most effectively build a story and build a road for the customer to travel down with you that with every step builds greater trust. Because the company with the greatest trust of a customer is the company that the customer is gonna keep doing business with. It's very easy to burn trust. It's very difficult to build trust. So you need as much help as you can get along the way. And this is me where I'm talking ahead and just progressing the slide. All right, there we go. So that was Pinpoint. Now I'm gonna talk about simple email service. Um, This is more targeted at developers, people who wanna use APIs or SMTP gateways to deliver large volumes of email um, where you let us do a lot of the wiring, a lot of the uh, undifferentiated heavy lifting of running an email system. It's actually the email service that underpins all email sending within Pinpoint. Uh, so it's, uh, it's both directly available to you as a developer, but it's also then available to those other types of users, marketers and so forth, as I already mentioned, where um, it's there with a uh, friendlier marketing layer on top. And the thing to point out with is that with email, it's still so, so relevant. It's estimated there are over 5 billion email addresses in the world, of which 3.7 billion or so are consumers. Consumer end email addresses like my email address, your email address, and so forth. Everybody, give or take, lots of people have email. It's a great way to still engage customers, and it's a great way to reach consumers. But why use SES? Well, because of the investments we're making. We continually invest. SES, I think, has been going for about nine years now. We've been doing this a long time. We support, as I said, Amazon.com, AWS, and many, many other customers who send billions of emails a day. We invest in that. We invest in the scale for that. So if you think about Black Friday and Cyber Monday, um, and just as an example, Amazon, but many other companies also saw record sales Um, for, uh, for those days. Think about the scale and the prep that has to go into making sure all of those systems can handle all of the sales, all of the thank you for ordering, all the delivery emails. We handled that and I'm very proud to say that while I am effectively on call, if anything was to go wrong, nothing went wrong across that long weekend. So we handled the scale, even though it was an absolute record for us and it was a record for many of our customers. The deliverability is a trick, and I'm going to come back to that in a minute, but deliverability is not about can I just run an email server and can I get the email out there? Deliverability is about did the email end up in a spam folder or the inbox? and That is where there's a lot of extra investment that goes into this. It's an area where you have to think very hard, you have to build relationships, and you have to be investing constantly in monitoring for things flaring up, such as spam alerts or anything like this, because if you lose the trust in your sending service, uh, your inbox uh, providers, whether Gmail, Hotmail, and so forth, will start flagging those mails and will start rerouting them to spam. So focusing on deliverability is a huge concern of ours on your behalf. I've talked about scale. Security is that SES, like all AWS services, integrates very deeply with the fabric of AWS security policies, IAM and so forth. We make sure that only the right people can send emails on your behalf. And it's highly configurable. And just to talk about that for a second, I wanna give you a little more insight into things like what affects deliverability. So there's many factors this is not the be-all. Like, if, if, you worked, if you worked through this list, you would still not guarantee deliverability into the inbox every time. But just to give you an idea of some of the things, you're sending IP address. If you spin up your own instance of an SMTP server, wherever it is in your own data center and so forth, your IP address will maybe get uh, live for about a day. Otherwise, it's going to be flagged. Um, it's going to be flagged by people like the Hotmails and Gmails, where they're going to go, I don't recognize this, um, this uh, IP address. I shouldn't be receiving this volume of email. Um, and they will flag it. They'll assume it's spam. And uh, we spend a lot of time monitoring that. And what we do is we enable two things. We have shared IP pools, where you can just join uh, the shared pool of IPs that we send from, that where we closely monitor our own deliverability. Or you can actually get uh, dedicated IP addresses. We, could, we will help you build your own reputation that only your email will go through. So you have complete control over the dependability of your sending IP addresses. Another thing is we support all modern forms of authentication mechanism for email, including uh, flexible DKIM management, which if you're not looking at right now, you should be, because that's another way of ensuring that only you are the ones who are sending email with your brand to, uh, to someone's inbox, not somebody who is uh, using your name just so they can get the mail opened and then maybe attempt a phishing attack. And then finally, giving you insights through things like our deliverability in, uh, dashboard so that you, know, you can see to the minute how your sending metrics are going, what your bounce rates are. Did somebody in the marketing department hit send on something that they didn't fully think through? Did they miss out the unsubscribe link? in the email, which I will tell you is another thing that gets people flagged. So we offer you all of this configurability and insight into your own sending with simple email service that really is kind of as deep as you want to go. If you don't want to dive into this, then you don't need to. You can just get set up, start sending, and you can use the shared IP pools and you'll just go through us. And we will help monitor that. And finally, before I bring Coinbase up here, I just want to talk about A couple of key areas, one is personalization. This is a key area of investment for us, has been for this year, will continue to be. We see machine learning adding huge value to the ability to build stronger, better relationships with customers, to identify anomalies, to look at churn reduction, to to look at uh, acquisition and conversion opportunities that can then feed into recommending different email templates, different content within those templates, Think about, for example, a campaign where you want to target your 10 highest revenue, uh, sorry, 10% of your highest revenue-generating customers, and you wanna make personalized recommendations to them. You need ML-driven recommendations within the body of that email, and every email that goes out will be different on a per-person basis. We wanna work with you and deliver that. We actually have um, some solutions that we released recently that actually tie together Amazon Personalize which is one of our higher level machine learning uh, uh, ML services with Pinpoint that does exactly that to help get you started on this. We also, though, enable you to plug in SageMaker if you've already been working on your models uh, and you've got teams of data scientists already, you can just plug those models in and start training them. But again, bring it into an actual activated execution on that model. Make that model work for you, prove it out, iterate on it. Don't just leave it in the lab looking like the charts are looking good. Another area is location engagement. This is uh, this can be a very dangerous thing to, to talk about, to touch on. We've been taking our time with it, looking at the right ways of doing it. Um, we've got a session here and a solution that we've put out there. Um, and uh, at the end of this, I'm gonna show you a list of the further sessions you can follow up on on these solutions where we'll walk people through specifically around location and through machine learning and and really get your feedback and go deeper. I don't have the time to cover it today. And then finally, customer data platform. This is a really interesting space for us because while I talk about Pinpoint as being able to import all of this data and give you a lot of value, whether it's training for machine learning and so forth, You also ultimately, and what we hear from a lot of customers is they want a single pane of glass. They want that single view on the customer. They have um, order inventory. They've got sales databases. They've got uh, CRM systems. They've got data lakes. They've got a lot of duplicate information or overlapped information or unique information all siloed around. And they're looking for our help to bring this together. Frankly, a lot of that data is already sitting in AWS. So why not actually let us help you bring that together so that you have a single view on this. And that's something that with Pinpoint, we're gonna be broadening out for analytics and then turning that into um, uh, execution tied in with ML and tied in with customer outreach. And then finally, just to come back to deliverability, these are a few more areas where we're spending time. The domain, the campaign, and the IP reputation. We have predictive tests now so that when you put your campaign together, and um, you've come up with your segment, you've come up with your content of your email, we can actually give you test results back that will tell you the likelihood of the email being successful to achieve your goals before you ever send it. This is based upon a lot of insights, a lot of lessons learned ourselves. So we can help you drive for greater success in your email. On the SMS side, because that's just as much an interesting deliverability challenge if you think about different networks different deliverability rates, um, different uh, carriers around the world, and how we sit on top of a number of different aggregator and carrier partners to ensure you have the highest possible deliverability rates of your SMS messages at the lowest and um, uh, most uh, competitive cost. We've got an interesting thing here called phone number validate and voice failback, fallback. sorry. And what that gives you is if you decide, let's, uh, let's take the simple example of password reset. You'd be amazed how many people give a phone number that is actually an untextable phone number, like a a landline, or in some cases, a VoIP number? Well, if you did that when you signed up for an account and then you've forgotten your password, you can imagine the catch-22 that you end up with where I can't be texted that six-digit code, what have you, to ever get access to my account again. Well, what we've enabled with our servers is we will detect whether that number is textable we will correct the number, we'll do a bunch of clever tricks to work out, you know, did somebody put the country code in as well as the leaving the zero on and this kind of thing. We'll clean the number up, we'll validate whether it is textable or not. And if it isn't textable, we will call into Poly, the ML voice service, we'll do text to speech, and then we will phone that phone number, and we will play the audio clip that was generated. So when somebody wanted to get their password reset, we can actually call them, and read them that six-digit code. That's an example of the value add that we can bring to this, where we can help you rather than just ending up with unhappy customers who can no longer access their account. And with that, I want to thank you for listening to me for the past half hour. And I want to bring up Gotham and James from Coinbase to talk about how they've been using pinpoint to build their business further. Okay. At the end of this slide, I'll come up. Okay. Thanks, Uh,
1: thanks, Simon. Um, Great story on uh, the number of people who give a phone number that you can't text, right? This is something that we face quite a bit at Coinbase. Um, Hi, everyone. Super excited to be here over the next uh, 25 minutes. uh, We're gonna briefly introduce uh, the company uh, and how we approach Pinpoint over the last year. Uh, Talk a little bit about why notifications are important for Coinbase. Uh, and how we went through the decision-making of choosing something like Pinpoint. And uh, my colleague James uh, is gonna talk about the high-level architecture. Uh, And we'll do a couple of deep dives into some of the use cases that you probably are facing today and wrap up with final thoughts, right? Again, my name is Gautam. I lead the growth engineering team uh, here at at Coinbase. And uh, this is James, who is one of the engineers on the growth team, right? So who are we? Coinbase uh, was founded in 2012. Uh, we are a Bay Area company, probably most of you are, uh, with a single mission, which is to create economic freedom through an open financial system. Right? Uh, we also happen to believe that cryptocurrencies are the best way, or crypto technology more broadly, is probably one of the best ways to do it. Right? Um, we have a secret master plan that we have published on our website uh, that basically says that you know the first phase of uh, how we are approaching this is through the investment phase, which is maybe some of you have brought bitcoin in the past like you know because that is investment is typically drives the next phase which is the engagement phase of an underlying technology and our goal is to reach a billion people over the next 3 years uh, who can have access to this open financial system um, again it's not so secret because it's on our blog and we pretty much stuck to the script there right so what does my team do at coinbase right uh, our mission is to accelerate us getting there right uh, we are a few millions of customers today. Uh, the question that we try to ask is, how do we get to a billion customers that we believe uh, can unlock economic freedom around the world? Right? And what role does notifications play? Going back to Simon's point earlier, which is the right customer at the right time with the right message is a very, very important component to trust. Right? Imagine you having a bank account where somebody made an unscheduled withdrawal and nobody told you about it. You lose trust. Uh, being able to get lock, getting locked out of your account without any clear help, where you, the company cannot text you like a six-digit code, you are losing trust, right? So we think of notifications, especially in the path of a financial technology company, to be a pretty critical piece in helping us build that trust. So where were we a year ago, right? Um, I um, I underestimated the 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 deliverability component of sending email at scale, right? Uh, Looking back, I think it's fair to say that a year ago, we really struggled with email at scale, right? We are not saying like, you know, um, we are sending like 10 emails, right? We are sending millions of emails of emails, and our deliverability was pretty poor, right? Uh, And we had one engineer uh, that was working on it. Uh, Over the last year, um, today, we send emails to hundreds of millions of customers, send push notifications, Uh, touching close to a billion now, and also in-app notifications. This is the little red dot that you see within your app, right? Uh, All built uh, with a very small team uh, over the last year, right? Um, And the near future, we continue to invest in this being one of the key components for growth at Coinbase. Uh, And some of the things Simon talked about, I'm particularly excited by journeys and also hooking up some of our in-house machine learning uh, models. So, the messages that you get are a lot more personalized, right? Um, And we continue to grow the team, right? So the next 20 minutes is primarily going to be about what our personal journey has been uh, over the last year, right? Okay. So probably one of the first things to define is uh, why do this, right? Like, you know, what are the use cases that you're really trying to solve, right? Uh, I think it's important because we are not doing technology for technology's sake. We are doing it in service of a customer problem, in service of a goal we wanna achieve for the customer, right? So some of these for us would include uh, one-time email campaigns, right? Uh, a new asset just launched, right? We want the customers to know about it, right? A new technology just opened up in the crypto space, especially at DeFi, we wanna make sure relevant customers are aware of it, right? Um, one-time push notifications, I touched on it briefly, right? A lot of people are monitoring their portfolio, they're monitoring prices, they're monitoring certain movements of a crypto send and receives, ensuring that they're getting it the right way. Uh, even based emails are most notably journeys, right? Ensuring that we are guiding the customer through an optimum path or through an optimum Coinbase journey uh, is an important use case for us. And finally, um, push notifications, and James is going to get into a little bit uh, more depth into this what is the point of writing these use cases now, right? So the way we approach this again a year ago is write these use cases, and then first think about how do we build the infrastructure to address some of these use cases, right? The focus has been on just ensuring that we have the ability and the engineering to send this, right? Second is deliverability, and we're gonna talk a little bit more about that shortly, right? Um, third is, I think we're at a point where we have tackles these two pillars, sort of Maslow hierarchy of needs here. And um, as we think about the year ahead, uh, we are going to focus more on unlocking some of the business use cases around ML and things like that, right? Kind of laying it down might seem like uh, an obvious thing to do, but a year ago, this is something which was a very, very conscious exercise that we started with. Maybe some of you already have this. If not, I would highly recommend laying something down like this saying, where do you want to be a year from now? And then working backwards for some of your engineering needs. So why pinpoint, right? Um, uh, If you have ever heard about the cryptocurrency exchanges, chances are you read a news article that they were hacked or some information was compromised, right? Uh, Crypto, unlike any other financial technology, makes it particularly hard where. Once you lose your money, you cannot bring it back because the system is geared to be anonymous as part of a fundamental principle of the system, right? So security is critical to Coinbase, right? Losing security, I mean, a security breach is a death knell for the company, right? Now, security breaches could mean different things for different people, right? The most obvious is somebody stole your money, right? The less obvious is somebody got an important piece of information about your account that they shouldn't have, right? Uh, And James is going to talk about some of that in context of um, how easily that can happen, right? Uh, And partnering with AWS, where we run most of our infrastructure services, gives us a tremendous amount of confidence that we are running on a pretty secure system. Second is reliability, right? Uh, Reliability and customer support, in my mind, go hand-in-hand because there is an engineering component to it, which, as you're probably all aware of, as far as AWS goes. And the second is being able to reach and talk to people when things go haywire is a very important component of reliable system. And just partnering with Hirad and Zach and the Pinpoint team, just even during the initial evaluation phase, confirmed for us the amount of reliability we can place as we scaled our systems with Pinpoint. Uh, Third is deliverability. Simon talked quite a bit about it, so I'm not gonna repeat uh, a bunch of it, which are very relevant for us, just as I'd imagine they're relevant for you. I will mention a story that happened last week on this topic, um, and finally cost, right? Uh, but if I had to place these into priorities, I would say 90% is around security and trust and privacy. Uh, probably the, the rest are important, but not as, not as important as security. So what do we need to build? Like just going back to what I said earlier, right? It's important for us to keep in mind the, the way in which we were tackling these problems given where we were a year ago one-time email campaigns, push notifications, event-based, and definitely in-app and push notifications. These were the mains. Yeah. Okay. James is going to talk a little bit about some of the high-level architecture on the use cases and deep dive into the use cases. Thanks. Yeah. Nice.
2: Yeah. Hey, everyone. Um, hey, everyone. I'm James. I'm an engineer at uh, Coinbase on the consumer growth team and uh, I wanted to go over some of the um, systems that we built and some of our features that we built into our systems. Um, So first, I'm gonna go over the high-level architecture of our system. Uh, I wanted to go through two flows. One is our push notifications flow and the other being our email um, campaign flow. So going into push notifications. um, With push notifications, it starts with the mobile client. So this is the user who has installed the Coinbase mobile application. Um, What happens is that when the user turns on push notifications, it sends a particular push token and certain metadata over to our monolithic Rails application, which is exposed externally to customers. And this Rails application takes this push token and immediately sends it over to an SQS queue. And internally, we have a notification service that will read from this SQS queue and send the push token over to Amazon Pinpoint and register it as an endpoint within Pinpoint. Separately, we have a price alerts trigger service that essentially acts as a detector of when the prices of a particular asset, such as Bitcoin or Ethereum, exceeds a certain threshold of volatility. Let's say going up 5% or going down 5%. And once it detects that, it'll send a message over to our notification service, telling it to deliver this message to all these users. And notification service essentially serves as a proxy here to Amazon Pinpoint to send out these messages. Separately for email campaigns, we have marketers that use our internal web UI for our notification service in order to upload segments and um, also upload templates, so segments being um, the list of emails and user IDs we want to target, and the, uh, the templates being um, the body of the email, the subject of the email, and whatnot inside that email. And um, the reason we have notification service as a wrapper around Pinpoint in this architecture is because security is really important to us at Coinbase. Before any email campaigns can be sent out to, uh, to the appropriate users, at least two humans have to manually approve this campaign. So this ensures that um, on the security front, we don't have any one person acting as a bad actor in our system. So moving on um, to a specific use case of push notifications um, are price alerts. So price alerts are um, essentially when you uh, turn on price alerts on the Coinbase mobile application, you will receive a push notification when the asset exceeds or um, goes down below a certain threshold. So let's say Ethereum going up 10% or down 10%. So for this price alerts, we use the pinpoint send messages and send user messages APIs um, to actually deliver the messages. And it's actually these APIs um, provide really quick delivery, like within the matter of seconds to our customers, which is really important because when you have something as sensitive as price alerts, Um, price information, you want the user to be able to act on it as soon as possible. So that was the reason we decided not to use campaigns for this scenario, because uploading um, a file to S3 and then importing it into Pinpoint as a segment and creating and publishing the campaign, um, those are several minutes that are lost and also the time in which the user would not be seeing that particular price alert. And so how did our customers respond to price alerts? Well, generally it was a pretty good reaction. Users were much more engaged with the product. They tended to stay on our platform longer and they also tended to come back, which was really good. They also loved to tap on the push notifications. We had a really high rate of people actually tapping on these pushes. And the time it took for them to tap on it from when they received it was also really low. Now, the side effect with this is when we first roll out this feature at scale, our systems, our internal systems were less happy. And uh, it drove really heavy traffic and also bursty traffic to our systems. And you can actually read about uh, more in depth about this on our technical blog, we have a postmortem. Um, but I'll go briefly into what happened and how we scaled. So first, the first part of scaling to this traffic pattern is figuring out what caused this traffic. So cryptocurrencies tend to follow similar trends. Um, They go up together, they go down together. So Bitcoin and Ethereum may go up uh, a certain percentage point and go down a certain percentage point at the same time. So this caused multiple push notifications for each particular asset to go out at the same time for many users. So what we did is we implemented certain throttling mechanisms to counter this. One thing we did is we introduced a random amount of latency before we sent out a push notification for our customers. So this helped spread out the traffic across um, our internal systems and helped our internal systems deal with this traffic pattern better. And the other thing we did is we tried to restrict the number of push notifications we sent out in a 24-hour period. So for a lot of users, um, they were receiving more than one push notification for an asset in a 24-hour period. And we tried to adjust the thresholds in a way so that users would at most receive one price alert for each asset in a 24-hour period. And unless there were specific cases of very high volatility, users wouldn't receive more than one push per asset in a day. And lastly, we did optimizations on our mobile clients that helped us reduce the number of network calls. So firstly, um, we implemented a cache control header, uh, which reduced the network calls for our most expensive calls, as well as decreasing the number of network calls being made on the most frequently visited page, which is our dashboard page, within the application. And lastly, what we did is that we um, also um, tried to, um, let's see, we tried to, uh, yeah, so cache control header was the main thing that helped reduce the traffic significantly to to, uh, our internal systems. And uh, diving into another feature, preference management. So preference management is when you, you go into the Coinbase app, into the settings and notifications, you'll see a list of different types of notifications that you can toggle on and off. So among these types are product announcements, price alerts, and account alerts. Now, the reason that we have these different types of settings is that it allows to the customer customization over what they want um, to, to receive. And if we did not offer these sort of customizations, um, likely the user would turn off notifications on a system level, which is definitely not what we want to have. The way we store these uh, push preferences is as an array of push opt-out preferences inside Pinpoint as part of the user attribute. So the reason we store push opt-out preferences instead of uh, opt-in preferences is because it makes it easier for us to add new notification types in the future. And um, instead of having to backfill a whole bunch of different opt-in preferences, if we went the other way, um, this helped um, ease our uh, addition of the new types. The way we utilize these push opt-out preferences is that when we create push notification campaigns, we create a dynamic segment that filters out users that uh, have opted out of certain categories. So for example, if we make a product announcement saying, okay, Tezos is launching on our platform, then that push notification campaign would filter out users that have turned off product announcements. And this helps us target uh, users better. And so switching into another topic, push token registration and de-registration. So push tokens are these unique identifiers on the device um, that is associated with a particular device and a mobile application. So when does this registration occur for us? So this occurs when users first sign in into the application and also every time that the user opens the application. And the reason we want to keep sending even when the user has already signed in is because there's certain metadata associated with the push token information that is really useful for us for targeting. So this includes what was the platform? Was it iOS or Android? What was the platform version? What was the app version? And all of these are really useful for us and um, in our internal systems to target. And when does deregistration occur? So when the user is already signed in and they click sign out in the mobile app, it will attempt to deregister the user. This makes a blocking network call to our internal systems so that if this network call fails, the sign out actually fails for the user. And the reason we wanna do it this way is because we don't want the user to end up in a state where they appear to be signed out of the application but still receive push notifications because that ends up in a state where the user would likely uninstall the app or um, turn off system-level notifications in order to get around this. And another thing we observed is that we had multiple users that would tend to use the same device. And the way we try to handle the scenario so that users don't accidentally receive duplicate push notifications is that we use this push token as a unique identifier um, within um, Pinpoint. So Pinpoint, um, if you set the particular push token and hash of it as a endpoint ID, um, Pinpoint will handle everything for you automatically in terms of registration and deregistration, which is really cool. And finally, a topic I want to go into is universal linking. So universal linking is when you click on a push notification, let's say it's Bitcoin is up 5%, you tap on it, it'll go into that specific page of the app. Um, So let's say the Bitcoin price page and you're able to buy and sell within one click. And this is a really powerful tool for us um, to get our users to transact more and also engage with our platform more. And another thing is that when we do new product announcements, let's say we do a push campaign for uh, Tezos being launched, Uh, when the user clicks on that Tezos, they're, they're able to pull up the Tezos page within the Coinbase app, read more about it, see the market conditions, and then decide whether or not they want to buy or sell. And another way we utilize universal linking is that through the email campaigns that we send, all the links in the email campaigns will link to certain pages of the Coinbase app. So let's say you're on your mobile device, you go to your email client, you click on a link saying, oh, Tezos has been launched in this email campaign. It'll send you to the Tezos price page. Now, if you do not have the app installed, it'll just open up your mobile browser go to the Coinbase page, and then also prompt you to install the mobile application for the best experience. So I wanted to hand it off to Gotham here to close it out. And uh, yeah, thank you.
1: Thanks, James. Yeah, I'm um, gonna talk about two other things. One is analytics, and what are some of the things we learned over the last year um, dealing with Pinpoint, right? So as you all know, you can't improve what you can't measure, right? So when I think of analytics, we broadly think of those in two buckets. One is, do you have visibility into what's going on right now, which is part one? And second is, what are you going to do with that information in a way that's going to make your life easier, your systems happier, right? Um, A great example on the first one is uh, just last week, we had to send a privacy policy update to every single customer who was ever on the Coinbase platform. This is a legal requirement. And uh, we had never done that before where we touched pretty much every endpoint that we had registered. These are like millions and millions of emails. And um, uh, I'm I'm glad to know that, like, you know, the deliverability was completely taken care of by pinpoint. Uh, We triggered multiple alarm flags within AWS because the bounce rate was high. Because keep in mind, some of these customers have not logged in in, like, many, many years, right? Some of these emails are defunct, right? But the level of granularity in the data that we got was pretty impressive, right? Uh, And this is an area that we will continue to invest and try to optimize for. Uh, The second is the engagement on the app, right? Uh, Today, we are doing it primarily within Coinbase, and uh, I'm I'm pretty excited about to hear some of the things and investments you are making in this area as we continue to leverage and uh, build on top of that, right? Um, So... And finally, um, wish, uh, things I wish we had known, right? Uh, James and I were just talking earlier. We sent our first email on Pinpoint around October of last year. So we are roughly 14 months into this. Uh, we, we were using SES before, so it was a pretty thin wrapper, uh, but moving on to Pinpoint, right? Um, and this wasn't easy, right? Uh, it's like to, we are at a point today we are sending close to a billion notifications on the platform, and going from zero to that number Uh, came with a lot of pain and also success, right? The first and uh, uh, foremost was around documentation, right? Uh, This seems to be a common theme around AWS, you know. uh, A lot of documentation uh, is hard because these systems are changing so rapidly and the complexity of system at scale means that there's always gonna be like a documentation delay and um, I've been an engineer for almost 15 years now and pretty much this is one of the pains of engineering is that documentation always lacks development, right? Uh, so there are many things around Pinpoint that we just found out through trial and error, right? The second is um, endpoints have a hard limit, right? Uh, on custom attributes. What does this actually mean, right? Uh, let's say I wanna send a very custom message to James based on his location. Uh, maybe his preferences, his language, right? So there are a certain number of attributes I'm going to look at to decide what is the right message for him, right? So today, uh, at least when we started, Pinpoint had about a 40 limit on these attributes. Um, I'm pleased to say that we work pretty closely with the Pinpoint team, and they were able to provide us a solution which allowed the extra attributes to be shared on a to be located on a Dynamo DB that we can point to, right? Uh, I I would like to see some more investment in this area to expand the attributes. Uh, and better visibility into segment size, right? Um, Today, we are custom managing a lot of these dynamic segments. Uh, A good example of this is, like, when you are doing a campaign, today we do, it's a static list of users we are targeting on this campaign. Getting more dynamic is something that we are trying to, like, get better at, and uh, I'm pleased, again, pleased to see some of the investments happening in this area, right? Um, There's a lot more that we have learned, uh, but broadly, you know, it's been a great, great journey for us uh, just getting here over the last year. And finally, uh, the the note that James mentioned on how Coinbase systems reacted to push, we sent our first push notification on Pinpoint, I believe, like first week of May this year, uh, and uh, have close to half a billion now today over the last five months. Uh, You can learn some of, you can read through some of our learnings there, and uh, also if you'd like to try out price alerts, right? Uh, Now I'm gonna give back to Simon. Thank you all. Yeah.
0: Thanks very much, Gotham. James, thank you. It's really interesting to hear how uh, Coinbase has benefited from the investments that Pinpoint's made. And yes, we will be increasing the investment in the areas that you care about. Um, the, uh, you're not the first to mention about the attributes. So uh, expect to see some some uh, news on that in the uh, next few months. Last message I just want to leave you all with is that We own some very interesting technologies that are invested in on your behalf. We've done this over multiple years to make sure that you can grow your businesses to be more and more successful through successful relationships with your customers in the same way that many of our existing customers are already doing today. So we want to hear your feedback. We want to hear about how you're using Pinpoint, SES. We want to hear suggestions and so forth. But in the meantime, Really pleased to take this journey with you to build those relationships further through Amazon Pinpoint, Amazon Simple Email Service, and Amazon Connect across all the different channels, whether that be transactional messaging, where you just need to be able to send a bunch of push notifications, as you were saying, or text messages, or emails, or through richer campaign functionality, where you can define segments, rich analytics, and, um, and journeys. So thank you very much. I hope you enjoy the rest of your your reInvent, and as I promised, here's the list of additional sessions that I highly recommend you attend to get deeper into a lot of the topics that I brought up today, Um, particularly around some of the solutions that we've been investing in to help you do, uh, make it easier, frankly, to have a turnkey solution around bringing multiple services together. And with that, I'll uh, bid you adieu. Thank you very much, everybody.